news, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries. wrong with your child that you can't fix, you feel very small and very weak. I was hit by a drunk driver. I don't remember any of the specifics of my injuries or the accident. I just know stuff was taken care of and I was able to focus on getting healed. Our medical bills have been over a million dollars and the members at MediShare have faithfully paid our bills. I think the thing that appeals to me most about MediShare is I'm not just a number. We are part of a family. You're not only getting taken care of by a medical doctor, but you're also getting taken care of spiritually through the power of prayer. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. For your free information guide, call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable biblical health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. That's 844-74-BIBLE. Today on the Network Live, we'll be hearing a message from author and speaker Lance Wallnow. USA Today reports that Lance is one of only three evangelical leaders to have accurately predicted Donald Trump's presidency while running against 15 opponents. Dr. Wallnow's best-selling book, God's Chaos Candidate, explains the global shift that accompanies Trump's unexpected electoral upset. God is working in new and unprecedented ways among the nations. Dr. Wallnow has shared platforms with best-selling authors Ken Blanchard and John Maxwell and lectured at universities from Harvard and MIT to London School of Theology. Merging a 30-year background consulting in business and the nonprofit sector, Lance inspires vision of tomorrow with the clarity of today, connecting ideas to action. He currently directs the Lance Learning Group, a strategic teaching and consulting company based in Dallas, Texas. Dr. Wallnow is a frequent television guest and conference keynote speaker. Stay tuned to the network live. You won't want to miss this opportunity to hear from Lance Wallnow. Well, greetings. As everybody out there is probably getting all set and ready for their um, December holiday focus. I'm not supposed to mention dates, by the way. Did you know that on TBN and in various broadcasts they say, please do not mention the dates because they might play this broadcast at any point in time, which is a temptation to me because, you know, I like to get current events involved with my teaching, but I'm not going to. I'm not going. I'm going to resist the temptation. I just realized that I just did two broadcasts that could be like relatively two months irrelevant. I'm quoting current events that are not current. But the Word of God is always current. Isn't that great? See, if I would just stick with preaching the Bible, I'm just going to go back to the Bible. I'm not going to get involved with politics or current events or the destiny of sheep nations or goat nations or the end times. Of course, that's impossible, isn't it? Because the destiny of nations and the battle of the end times is all overarching with the battle I'm talking about now, which is breaking controlling spirits. That's the subject here. Breaking controlling spirits. You know, Jesus said, 
He said, if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Woo! Luke 11, verse 20. If I by the finger of God cast out devils. You know why, why he was talking to them? Because they, the Pharisees were talking to him and saying, oh, we cast out devils by, the, by Beelzebub. You know, he cast out a devil and it was dumb. And it came to pass that when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake and the people wondered. That's so cool. And some of them said he's casting out devils because he's uh, serving the chief of the devils. And Jesus, uh, you know, knowing their thoughts, says, hey, knuckleheads, every kingdom divided against itself has brought to desolation. So how can I be casting out demons if I'm working for the devil? I'm destroying his house. I'm a wrecking ball. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man is armed and keeps his palace, everything he's got is in peace. But when someone stronger than him comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor that he trusted and divides his spoils. Either you're with me or you're against me. Either you're for me or you're not. You're either helping me or you're messing things up. I love this. I'll tell you right now in America, you're either with Jesus or you're against him. And Jesus isn't necessarily on the side of the evangelical Christians. We, we ought to think about this like Joshua crossing over into the into the promised land the angel of the Lord shows up Joshua says are you for us or against us and the angel said neither I'll tell you what why do you think God chose Donald Trump because he's not he's not wrapping his deliverance in a in our favorite Mike Pence package he's going to wrap in wrap up deliverance in the rough skin of uh, like I say like Samson may not have been your favorite deliverer but he was God's choice weapon for the battle at hand. Now, Jesus says he's stronger than the devil and comes upon him. I like this. He comes upon and divides, comes upon and divides. How everybody is saying, well, Lance, don't be so divisive. Well, Jesus comes upon a strong man and divides, divides the spoils. But here's the part I want you to catch. Five with the finger of God cast out devils, the kingdom of God has come. What is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Here's a crazy idea. Wherever righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost invades territory, it brings deliverance. Because it's the finger of God. The finger of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The finger of God, when it goes into a territory, literally casts out what is unrighteous. It casts out what is creating strife and division. It casts out what is depressing the people, harassing, and vexing them so that they don't have joy. Think about that. Because you might find that the kingdom of God is a, um, is a delivering force in the earth. Now, your agreements shape your experience. Your agreements shape your experience. Paul described um, in Thessalonians, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, Since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and, and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. I want to talk about your thought life. The breastplate, like I'm wearing my nice little... You know, metallic-looking. Uh, I don't know where I bought this. I was freezing cold somewhere and just bought this. But uh, the breastplate covers your heart, and uh, your heart, of course, is is going to correspond in, in this verse here from the Apostle Paul, First Thessalonians, verse chapter five, verse eight. The uh, the breastplate of faith and love. Faith and love is something which just comes from the heart or the spirit of man. God's Spirit puts love in you. God's Spirit puts faith in you. Faith is a, is a byproduct of your spirit. Hope is not down here. Hope's up here. 
therefore as a helmet the hope of salvation this is powerful uh, the word here um, uh, refers to uh, I'll give you the uh, the word helmet is taken from the Greek word uh, perkaphalia and it's a compound word which is uh, peri and kephal the word peri means to surround or wrap around the word kephal is the word head so literally when you put the words together the compound is the uh, perkaphalia means it's a piece of armor that wraps tightly around your head and covers all aspects of your thought life it's called the helmet of salvation but literally Paul says and for a uh, help and, and as a helmet the hope of salvation so here's how I like to say it salvation is the detailed blueprint of what God has provided for your life that's intended to cover your thought life and hope is a blueprint of an expected future hope always deals with the future coming to the present and so hope has to do with reaching into the future in order to bring it into the present and salvation here is talking about how uh, the uh, the full details of all that God has planned and written for your life are literally in the salvation that he's given you when you're saved you just don't get saved uh, with a 30-fold plan of God we may be living a 30-fold life but God has a hundredfold plan and he reveals it through the helmet of salvation in other words, your mind has to come into agreement with where your heart has faith to take you. You catching that? Hope is in your head. Faith is in your heart. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you have to see it in the future for your faith to reach out and materialize it in the present. How's that sound? Making sense to you now? So uh, your agreements are going to shape your experience. And in dealing with breaking controlling spirits, we have to know that anything that is talking to you that is demolishing your hope is something you want to take a look at. See, if, if there's a sin in your life, if the enemy's getting in and compromising the integrity of your walk with God, then you need to deal with it. You have to deal with it because your, your heart is designed in such a way that you can only manufacture the force of faith if you're operating in righteousness. It's difficult to have faith to show up in your spirit if your conscience is condemning you. So your conscience is an aspect of your thought life. If your thought life is under attack, you have to take something to the blood of Jesus and deal with it so that your faith can flow freely. Now I want you to take a look at 1 Timothy chapter 118 because your, the helmet covers your thought life. But in, in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 118, Paul is talking about another aspect here. Which, uh, which has to do with this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that by them you might war a good warfare. Now watch this. Watch how what I'm saying connects. Prophecy is the hope. Prophecy is the hope. Because it hasn't happened yet. God said he's going to give you this. He's going to open up a door. He's going to grant you favor. There's going to be promotion. There's going to... God says something. That's prophecy repeating it, rehearsing it, memorizing it, saying it, is covering your mind with hope. Faith rises up in your heart to help you obey the impulse of the moment in order to pursue the prophetic vision God gave you. But you've got to hold faith, Paul says in verse 19. Got to hold on. It's the heart and the head. It's the helmet and the breastplate. Why? Faith and a good conscience. Ooh. Because if... if <laughs> 
some having put away concerning faith made a shipwreck. What makes a shipwreck? It's when your conscience is telling you you got to deal with something, but you're not dealing with it. Because then it misfires your faith. Then faith is like the ship. Faith is the vehicle taking you where you've got to go. But your conscience, in a sense, is, um, is, the, is the setting of the sail in alignment with the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If you ever resist the Holy Spirit and continue in a resistance, what happens is your conscience gets dull and the winds, instead of taking you by faith in the direction of your prophetic destiny, it takes you into the rocky coast of a shipwrecked life. So I want to connect this together. Prophecy, you war according to prophecy by keeping your conscience clear of offense and holding on to the wrapped up promises of God. In your mind, you remember what God has spoken to you regarding the preferred desirable future outcome that he's making for you. That's technically the definition of hope. The preferred and desirable outcome that is materializing in front of you. So the spirit of hope and the, and the work of hope is at work in you right now. How does this work on casting down or breaking controlling spirits? Because your thought life is where thoughts come in that fuse together with your emotions that create the strongholds that militate against the work of God. But Jesus said, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come to you and I'm like someone coming into the strong man's house. Let me tell you something. Your mind can be the strong man that God's wrestling with. Your, your worldview, your habits of thinking, your, uh, your, your ego can be the strong man that God has wrestled with. It doesn't matter whether it's the devil or whether it's you. Jesus has come in to take possession of the house. He's in you to take possession of the house. He's in you to, uh, to occupy the house so that he could fill it. Now, what he taught uh, is that if, uh, if he comes and fills the house, and the house, if he comes and casts out and binds the strong man, if he binds a strong man and, uh, and the house isn't swept clean and occupied, then it becomes occupied by, it becomes seven times worse. Take a look at this, going back to Luke chapter 11. He says, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, that's verse 20, the kingdom of God's come upon you. Righteousness, peace, and joy is a, is a weaponized invasion of unrighteousness, uh, uh, strife, and uh, oppression. Jesus says, look, I'm like somebody who comes on the strong man. I come upon him, I'm stronger than him, and I'm binding up and I'm dividing the spoils. I'm dividing. America right now is in a place where God wants to come upon the strong man's house and divide what the enemy's taken in his arsenal and redistribute it to the righteous. Now, when the unclean spirit's gone out of a man, he walks through dry places, seeking rest, finding none. He says, I'm going to return to the house that I came out of. And this is like talking about deliverance, casting out a spirit. But when he cometh, he finds it swept and garnished. In other words, he finds the house clean. And he goes out and takes to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Why? Because it's not enough to have revival, blessing, um, the word of God. Just come and, and, uh, and sweep your house clean. If you don't know how to occupy your thoughts, occupy your emotions, occupy your soul, if you don't know how to possess your soul, those emotions and thoughts will begin to become occupied by other forces. And Satan will come back in and 
take possession, go back and reestablish the control over your mind and your, your patterns in your life. So I'm a real big believer that once we get free, we stay free by doing what set us free. What sets you free is listening to the Word of God. You should be listening to the Word of God constantly. You should be, uh, you should be literally immersed in the activity of what the Spirit of God is doing in your life. Now let me say this. Breaking controlling spirits off your life is, um, is one part of it is prophecy, which is having a vision and a word for where God is taking you. And the other part of it is, is, the, um, is the helmet of salvation, which is making sure that your thoughts and your conscience is lined up in a right way with God so that faith can continue to wage war on the inside of you against those things that are, that are resisting what the purpose of God has for you. All of my notes, by the way, are available, and you'll be able to get them. You'll see uh, something coming up on the screen telling you how to get a hold of uh, the notes for this entire series. I want to take a look at uh, a, big, uh, a big aspect of where we're going is Luke 21. It's about the increased warfare in the last days, taking control of your mind, taking control of your heart is verse 19 of Luke 21. It's possess your own soul. But why is that? Because there's powers getting shaken and everything is getting shaken once you get access to you. But what Jesus says is interesting. He says the way that you really deal with the pressure of the last days, verse 28, is when stuff begins to happen, look up, lift up your heads, redemption draws nigh. I love what Jesus does here because it's masterful. He says the way that you break out in, in an era of, of warfare is shift your focus. Shift your focus from what the enemy is saying and doing to what the Father is saying and doing. And to do that, you have to be in the Word to say, Lord, what's the Word you're giving me? What's the Word you're giving me? What's the Word you're giving me about this? Because the moment you shift your attention, you shift what you're saying to yourself. You shift the questions that you're asking. If ever you want to change your state, just ask yourself a different question. And um, this idea that uh, Jesus says in Luke chapter 21, verse 19, and your patience possesses your souls, I'm looking at that verse, and, uh, and I'm looking at uh, verse 29, and saying one of the things we have to understand is that Jesus says, Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, you see that you know that yourself summer is near. So likewise, when these things start to happen, the kingdom is coming. You see, the fig tree would be, what tree would Jesus be talking about? The fig tree. You think it's a fig tree? I think it's a nation. I think it's talking about Israel. When you see the fig tree blossom and all the trees, then know that you're in the chapter when the powers of heavens are shaken. I believe we're living in these last beautiful days. And I'm sorry there's so many people that are screwing everybody's comp uh, uh, clarity up, uh, teaching the end times these days, because you need to have appreciation for the fact that Jerusalem got repossessed by the Israelites in uh, 1967. It's 50 years since that happened. I was just there. It's the Jubilee year for the repossession of Jerusalem, which means it's the nation of the fig trees suddenly started to blossom 50 years ago. We're in the 70th year of the formation of Israel as a nation from 1947, the United Nations. We're in the 50th year of their repossessing Jerusalem. And Jesus says the end times, the shaking, the ability to shift your attention to what's behind the powers that are shaking is all part of the drama of nations emerging. But I love this verse. It says, Behold the fig tree and all the trees. All the trees. All the trees. All. 
What treaties is he talking about? The United Nations. He's talking about Singapore. He's talking about South Africa. Talking about New Zealand, Australia. Talking about South Korea. Talking about the Netherlands. There are nations right now that are the sheep nations. That's all the trees. It's the trees that are beginning to show forth the evidence of the move of God, the leaves of God, the kingdom of God. And if I've got one word that I'm, I'm yearning to bring to other nations that have been, I'm sorry to say, poisoned by CNN and BBC and the devil in secular media because Christians don't control the airwaves. And they're all against the President of the United States. They're against what God's doing in the United States. They're ill-informed regarding the real political nature of the battle that's happening right now for the sovereignty of nations is at war with the powers of Antichrist. This is the hour when nations need to put forth their leaves and sheep nations need to put forth their hands and start to shake themselves in the power of controlling spirits. Spirits that are operating through political structures of Antichrist lawlessness social structures that are collapsing the integrity of marriage gender clarity these are all theological onslaughts from hell in order to create a world system that collapses and falls into the power of a lawless system but sheep nations are going to emerge if you never heard of what a sheep nation is well you're going to have to catch up get up to date get with the 90s people Matthew 25, Jesus said he's coming back for nations, and there'll be sheep nations and goat nations. But verse 29 here of Luke 21 says that Jesus says, Behold the fig tree and all the trees. I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is nigh at hand, right? It says peace and joy. The finger of God is nigh at hand, and it's a delivering power. God wants to invade institutions. He wants to invade governments. He wants to invade uh, college campuses and high schools. It starts by invading you. Father, we pray that you'll invade each of us, that you'll break us out of the control of every spirit that would seek to control us, that our minds, wills, and emotions will be completely free to be dominated by the Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you're delivering people right now, that you're giving us, uh, that you're delivering people that are terrified, that, uh, that are, that I'm sensing like the word terror, but I'm thanking you, Lord, that you're breaking terror off of your people. Because we who dwell in the secret place of the Most High God dwell under the shadow of the Almighty, and we have peace, and therefore, um, not as the world gives do you give, Lord. You give in a way that you don't take away. You give and don't take back. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us your peace, and you say, let not your heart be troubled. We do not allow our hearts to be tribulated or troubled because we're plugged in to another spirit. The Spirit of God, righteousness, peace, and joy is the invading force that occupies us. Thank you, Lord. Increase and expand that occupation and break off of us every pattern that would try to um, take us into any state other than the overcoming state. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord says when those leaves start to shoot forth, when those branches start to shoot forth, you now that summer is near and, it's, and the harvest is nigh at hand, this is the greatest time on earth. Time of great pressure, time of great breakthrough. And I believe it's time of great, great, great breakthrough for all of you. You want to get this whole series on breaking controlling spirits, breaking these controlling influences off your life, because God is going to break controlling powers off of nations through the people that are free. Deliverance is coming to Zion. In Jesus' name, God bless you.
Heavenly Father, we gather together and come into agreement in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. Where two or more are gathered, there you'll be in the midst of us. And anything we agree upon is touching, you will surely do. The Bible says if there's any unforgiveness, that it should be dealt with before praying. Therefore, we release any anger, bad feelings, resentment, or any other wrong attitude before you now. We lay it at your feet, and we release and forgive those who have wronged us. Father, in Jesus' name, there's no distance in the Spirit, and we thank you for the listener who desires a prayer for freedom. Lord, you are the listener's high priest, and we ask you to loose them from any and all infirmities, anything that they suffered that may have pronounced them guilty and condemned, anything making them feel bound like in a prison where they can barely lift themselves up. You have called them to yourself, and they have come. Here we are in prayer. Thank you for the anointing that binds up and heals brokenness, emotional wounds, heavy burdens, and bondage, Father, of any kind. Jesus is the truth that makes them free. Jesus is the truth, Father, that makes them free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Right now, in Jesus' name, we speak to any and all burdens upon the listener's life and command them to go now. Be free now, in Jesus' name, the name above every name. Hallelujah. Lord, Thank you for guiding the listener through the steps to wholeness and freedom. Yes, you have begun a good work in them, and you will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. True freedom comes as the listener lives according to the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. They follow your word, Father. They look to your word, base their life on your word. So right now, we thank you that like a flood, Father, your spirit is clearing their lives of obstacles that once bound them. They are free in Christ. And since they're now free, Father... It's their desire to forget those things that lie behind and to strain forward to what lies ahead. The past is gone. Today, right now, is a new day. They press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which you, in Christ Jesus, are calling them upward. The past will no longer control their thinking patterns or their behavior. Hallelujah. They are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. We declare and decree that henceforth they will walk in newness of life. They walk in the freedom that Jesus bought for them. They are your child father and you are their loving father. You only desire the best for them. You said that through Jesus they could have life and have it more abundantly. Well, we declare by faith that they have an abundant life. We declare that they are whole through the blood of Jesus. Praise you, Father, that your anointing has destroyed the chains that once bound them. Day by day, they are walking out freedom in Christ. We exalt and magnify you, for you promise to work within them the power and the, the desire, Father, both to will and to work for your good pleasure. It's you in them doing the work as they step out in faith, declaring what you say about them. Praise Jesus. They are free in Christ. We believe and receive everything we've prayed and give you glory in advance, for this prayer is answered. In the wonderful and precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thousands of leaders around the world attest to the lasting impact of their first encounter with Lance. If this is your first time to hear Lance, find out more about Lance at LanceWallNow.com or join with thousands of others by checking out his regular broadcast on Periscope and Facebook Live under Lance Wallnow. Dr. Lance Warnow, 
director of the Lance Learning Group and leading teacher and strategist in the 7M mandate. See those certain spheres, mountains we call them. These mountains are the, uh, the high places that shape culture. Lance is dedicated to helping Christians achieve preeminence in business, education, family, government, media, arts and entertainment, and religion. What the Lord is showing me is his kingdom is about to be proclaimed and established at a whole new level because the kingdom rules over all those people. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you would like to hear a rebroadcast of the network live, visit knelradio.com or find our podcast on iTunes and podbean.com. To follow more news, insights, and stories, follow the network live on Facebook. If you would like more information about being a guest on the network live, contact us at thenetworklive.org. The network live will be back next week at 10 a.m. right here on KNEO Radio 95.3 FM and KNEORadio.com. I'm Debbie Rule. Thank you for listening today.